Lights have been left on at a school for over a year because no one knows how to turn them off. Someone created a fake restaurant and it became the number one restaurant in London. And if you don't identify as a human, schools don't want you in North Dakota. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. I appreciate you spending some time with the Weird AF News podcast. Let's see if I can deliver. The lights have been on at a Massachusetts school for over a year because no one can turn them off. Wilbraham, Massachusetts. For nearly a year and a half, a Massachusetts high school has been lit up around the clock because the district can't seem to turn off the 7,000 lights in this big building. Uh... Just look for the power button. That's my suggestion. I'm sure there's a power button. (laughs) Just look for the little thing that says on off. Just click that. Have you tried unplugging the computer and plugging it back in? That usually works. Now, the lighting system was installed at this regional high school. It's called Menachog Regional High School. I'm going to assume that's a Native American name. We have a lot of Native American names in Massachusetts, for cities often as well. I'm surprised they haven't come through and made them change their names, given what's been going on in the culture lately. Uh, This school was built a decade ago, and it was intended to save money and energy, but ever since the software that runs the lighting system failed in August 2021, the lights in this suburban school have been on continuously, which costs taxpayers a very small fortune. Here's a quote from Aaron, who's the assistant superintendent of finance at that school district. We are very much aware this is costing taxpayers a significant amount of money. We've been doing everything we can to get this problem solved. We just can't seem to turn the lights off, though. So we're going to try and solve the problem, but it's, it's wicked hard. As you know, it's wicked hard. This guy says it's difficult to say how much money it's costing because during the pandemic and the aftermath, energy costs have fluctuated wildly. I would say the net impact is probably in the thousands of dollars per month on average, but not in the tens of thousands, so don't worry about that. It's still a wicked big problem around here. It's a wicked big problem. You know, you don't expect lights to just stay on like this. It's just, we can't turn them off. Uh, You know, I don't know what to do about it. This is in part because the high school uses highly efficient fluorescent and LED bulbs. And when possible, teachers have manually removed the bulbs from fixtures in classrooms while staffers have shut off breakers not connected to the main system to douse some of the exterior lights. So they're doing what they can to bring it down. Still, having the lights on at this school all the time is a conspicuous waste of taxpayer money. Wilbraham's town selectman said in a letter to the members of the school district, well, the image it projects is one of profligacy profligacy in a time with profligacy what is that word i don't even know why i'm saying it i don't know what it means in a time where many families in the communities the district serves are struggling with their own energy costs this is a profligacy i still don't know what this word is i don't know why i'm using it but no worries everyone there's hope on the horizon that the lights will soon be dimmed we have paul who's the president of the reflex lighting group he said The pots they need to replace the system at the school have finally arrived from the factory in China, and they expect to do the installation over the February school break. Oh, yes. And uh, here's a quote from this guy, Paul. 
Oh, yeah, there'll be, there's going to be a remote override switch, you know, so this ain't going to happen again. We're just going to address the remote override switch. It's usually a remote override, override switch. I've, I've replaced remote override switches many, many times. I'm, I'm probably an expert at remote override switches. You got an override remote switch problem? Just call me, man. It's no problem. It's no biggie. I'll get over there. I'm wicked good at it. It says here, Minichog is the only high school in the district. And it serves 1,200 students from the town of Wilbraham and Hampton. The original high school building, which dates back to 1959, was replaced with the current 248,000 square foot structure in 2012. And now, of course, they can't get the lights off to this thing. Obviously, that's a problem. And, uh, you know, I see lights left on all the times at office buildings as well at night. A lot of lights left on. I always thought to myself, if you shut all the lights off in all the office buildings and then took the money that you saved from that, probably in a month's time you could end world homelessness from that amount of money. Would you think? All the lights in these corporate buildings after hours? I don't know, it's just an idea I had to solve world problems. Sometimes I think on, on those terms. High-scale problem solving, I'm capable of it, but you know, no one's going to allow me because I'm just a podcaster in a closet. A man created a fake restaurant, and it became the number one restaurant in London. How did this happen? Have you ever wondered just what it takes to be the number one rated restaurant in London? Apparently not much, as one journalist found out. This experiment really is proof that if there's enough hype about something, everyone is going to want a piece of it, even if it's not that good, or in this case, if it doesn't even exist in the first place. In 2017, a vice journalist named Uba Butler created a fake account for a non-existent restaurant simply named The Shed at Dulwich. Uba then got an entourage of his friends to post positive TripAdvisor reviews of this restaurant to help skyrocket The Shed's notoriety in the London foodie scene. Uba attempted to legitimize this venue by deciding to use his very own garden shed as the setting for this quote, five-star restaurant. Uba also purchased a burner phone number to handle inquiries before buying a domain and building an actual website to make this venue look legit. After taking some photos of some Michelin star-style taster menu items, the shed at Dulwich was born, and then the hype began to grow around this fake restaurant with requests from journalists for bookings flooding in. So much so that Uba had to give his audience what they wanted and invited them for a one-off evening at the shed, made complete with some microwave lasagna. (laughs) Now, Uba shared the reasoning behind his unique experiment to get the shed at Dulwich to the top spot on the London restaurants on TripAdvisor. Uba shared his experience of his job writing fake reviews prior to working for Vice saying that restaurant, owner, restaurant owners would pay Uba and uh, he'd write a positive review of their place despite never eating there. Over time, he became obsessed with monitoring the ratings of these businesses. Their fortunes would genuinely turn, and he was part of the catalysts. This convinced Uba that TripAdvisor was possibly a false reality, that the meals never even took place, and that reviews were all written by other people just like him. Now, all of this eventually led to Uba's revelation that maybe he could start his own fake food business venture, and let's see what happened. And in this case, the shed made it all the way to number one. (laughs) It's hilarious. I love pranks like this. I 
created a Yelp review for a fake place called Gary's Apartment. And uh, I'm the, the only reviewer of the apartment, but uh, Yelp put it up there. It doesn't even exist. Just put it up there. I made up an address and everything. You can do this. I'm going to read a little bit of this review I wrote for Gary's Apartment that doesn't exist, just to give you an idea of uh, how funny I can be sometimes. The review says, man, Gary's Apartment was a wreck. I mean, who asks people to come over for a barbecue and then doesn't even bother to clean the bathroom? I mean, those small bars of seashell-shaped soap wrapped in a blanket on top of the toilet was a nice touch, but not enough to take my mind off the grapefruit husks in the bathtub. I digress. I went to Gary's last Sunday for a barbecue, by the way. Hadn't seen him in a while, but then again, I haven't been in Los Angeles since 2004. Go Red Sox! And I have to say, my joyful expectations were shattered when it became immediately clear to me after I cracked open my first Zima of the day that Gary was in no mood to spend any quality time with me. It was co-workers and co-workers and more co-workers. Hey, come meet Sharon. She works at the office. And Larry, too. He works at the office. And blah, blah, blah. Everyone works at the office. Jeez, Gary. Well, that was a major disappointment. I mean, who wants to spend an entire Sunday afternoon with cubicle drones? These people don't know how to party, I'm telling you. I tried to remind Gary how much partying and fun we used to have back at Salem State College, you know, trying to get him in the mood to rage a little with me like the olden days. I brought up the story about that, that night when we huffed an entire family pack of Sharpie markers and then played Frisbee on the roof while wearing roller skates. Or that Tuesday afternoon when we smoked DMT and ate SpaghettiOs instead of going to sociology class. He didn't seem to even want to talk about these good old times. His boss smiled when I told these stories. I don't see the big deal. Anywho, needless to say, I'm not going to Gary's apartment ever again. Not at least until he quits that awful job with those awful people. I mean, he needs to get his priorities straight, man. Unemployment is not as bad as everybody says anyway. Don't identify as a human? Well, schools in North Dakota don't want you at their schools. Some Republican members of the North Dakota legislature just introduced a bill that would send a clear message to non-human identifying students. You're not wanted in the Rough Rider state. This is a two-page bill that was proposed. It's primarily a measure seeking to prohibit schools in the state from accom accommodating transgender youths, including a subsection aimed at a different and theoretical category of students. Students that are identifying as non-human. Here's a quote from the authors of the bill. A board of a school district, a public or private school, or a teacher in a public or private school may not adopt any policies establishing or providing a place, facility, school program, or accommodation that caters to a student's perception of being any animal species other than human. The section of the bill appears to be connected to an urban myth about litter boxes in U.S. schools that spread among conservative Republicans recently. Um, the media published this f myth in October about schools providing accommodations such as litter boxes for children who were identifying as cats, although that was found to be totally untrue. And even the story of children identifying as cats in these school districts was also unfounded. Although I did cover a story in Australia of a student identifying as a cat and being allowed to do so at school. It says here, while the North Dakota bill does not mention the litter boxes, one of the bill's sponsors, State Representative Lori Van Winkle, said her state does indeed have students who don't identify as human. She wrote in an email, Yes, we have people who would like to claim themselves as animals, such as cats and dogs. Yeah, 
cats and dogs. They want to claim their, their animals, man. Now, this new bill, if passed, would also ban accommodations for transgender students, including a teacher's use of a student's, quote, preferred gender pronoun. Uh, so this is exactly what's behind this bill. They just don't want to accommodate trans students, and I assume, like, non-binary people, that sort of thing. And so then, within that bill, they just put a clause in there. Oh, also, if you want to identify as an animal, no bueno, no bueno. Um, the schools that have will be found to be in violation of this policy that's being proposed could be fined up to half a million dollars in damages. You could be fined if you use a student's preferred gender pronoun. Imagine that. Well, this is just uh, people that are afraid. They're afraid of change in the culture, and they're trying to put a stop to it. This is something that you often encounter in conservative states. And if this is a nightmare situation that I, I'm not sure how you fix uh, clearly, I'm living in two countries, though. That's obvious to me. <laughs> and the proof is that in the first few weeks of this year, state lawmakers all across the U.S. have introduced over 140 bills targeting LGBTQ rights and queer life, with the majority of these bills focusing on transgender youth. Now, personally, I don't think we should deny cats and dogs a basic education. You know, there's no rule that dogs can't play basketball, right? What's a podcast without an Air Bud reference? Also, I've covered many stories where cats and dogs have been elected mayor of towns. And so uh, I don't think you should allow cats and dogs to be involved in your local politics without a basic education as well. So maybe we should everywhere include cats and dogs in our schools. What do you guys think? <laughs> Call the show 646-450-2012. Well, thank you once again for spending a little time with the Weird AF News podcast and me, Jonesy. I appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed already and you like what I'm doing here, then please consider committing with a subscription or liking. I think if you like it, you'll get more episodes as well. Uh, if you'd like to email me, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. Tomorrow's Friday, so I'm welcoming all Florida stories from the week because on Friday, if you don't know, maybe it's your first time listening, on Friday we do Florida Fridays on Weird AF News, all the weird news from Florida. So send over those articles. You can do so via my email or you can submit them through my website, weirdafnews.com, or you can drop them into my Instagram uh, DM at Funny Jones. I got an email from Cynthia who claims to be a three-year fan of Weird AF News. Isn't that pretty cool? Three years. It's hard to imagine I've been in this closet for so many years, but yeah, uh, it's been a while. The title of the email is Absolutely Top Draw Show Today. She wrote, Absolutely excellent show today, Jonesy. Top draw and all that old boy. Loved personal life, uh, personal lifeguard story. Your posh accent your popping of the champagne, your commentary on odd curiosities on display, and flesh-challenged person, persons. Flesh-challenged persons. A hoot. Kiss, kiss. Terribly decent of you. This is amazing. I'm going to guess Cynthia's from the UK with all these. Well, terribly decent. I mean, that's something that people say over there, I'd imagine. Posh. That's another word. I mean, you can kind of glean where the person's from by the words they use. Uh, and, of course, her spelling is immaculate, so that leads me to believe she's not an American. 
Americans need Grammarly. Have you seen this? Americans, we can't put together a sentence. I see an ad for Grammarly. Are you in grad school and you, you need to polish up your paper because you can't spell or perform sentences? I'm always like, if, if you can't form sentences, what the hell are you doing in grad school? If you have to use Grammarly for your PhD dissertation, then maybe you shouldn't be in a PhD program. Anyways, that's my stupid gripe. Um, you guys can always message me and, and, uh, sometimes I'll read the emails, especially if they're great emails like this. Thank you, Cynthia, so much. I, I hope you'll keep listening for another three years or 30 years or, or however long I'm in here. Um, okay. So if you'd like to, uh, send articles for Florida Friday, please do, or you can just say what's up. I appreciate all that. I got some phone calls from the angry Florida man that I'm publishing at the end of this and they're hilarious. So stick around for that. And lastly, if you want to support the show, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner, or you can buy me coffees as well. All right, or just do nothing. Just listen. That's pretty cool, too. Okay, see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. Love you. Take care. Yay! Hey there, Jonesy. This here's the Angry Florida Man. I'm just uh, going to call in here and talk to you about that uh, cereal sausager uh, that's over there in the New Zealand. New Zealand? New Zealand. Uh, anyway, it's over there. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's the cousin to Australia, as from what I uh, gather. Anyway, I hear that people have been putting um, some, some sausages uh, wrapped in white bread and placed in people's mailboxes. Now... I have to say, this is just some, this is some good old fashioned prankster. I mean, this is a costly thing to do. I mean, maybe it's a little boy going to school and he don't he don't want to eat a sausage every day for for uh, for lunch. And his mama gives him a sausage. I mean, it's very very wasteful of him, and he just hides them in mailboxes. But I got to tell you, Jonesy, I got to tell you that this 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 is this is one for the ages. This is one makes me ponder. You know, as you know, that I I can only record for sixty seconds at a time, so I will get I, I will I will call you right back. So what I was saying was that this this may be uh, the the workings of a of, of a prankster because I I also uh, Jonesy I am I'm one to be known to prank a two you know what I'm saying uh, uh, take a prank uh, place it on somebody else and then it becomes prank a uh, anyway um, Jonesy what I was saying was is that uh, they call me anchovy a lot uh, because uh, one day one day I was I was highly inebriated and I was at a friend's uh, uh, house. And um, I was using the facilities, and, and that's the that's the bathroom for some of you folks that uh, or the toilet hole, you know. Anyway, and I, and there was a tub in there, and uh, I had I had a, a a box of anchovies in my pocket, as you do, you know. Uh, you, you can't go uh, go and get inebriated without a box of anchovies, and um, I I opened them uh, the, my pocket, and I took them out, and I was like, hey, rather than wash my hands after I use the facilities, why don't I just put this box of anchovies in the medicine cabinet? So, Jonesy, what I did was, uh, it was what some people would say, uh, high-stakes hilarity. You know, uh, I, I had a box of anchovies, I had an interesting thought on my mind, and I said to myself, well, after, I did wash my hands, only one, because anyway, that's my, that's my prerogative. I opened that medicine cabinet, and I took that box of anchovies, unopened, the cardboard still all the way around the metal case, and just placed it inside the, me the, the, the medicine cabinet. And actually, at, at first glance, it may have looked like a, a decorative bar of soap. But, but but if you read closely, it said anchovies on it, and anchovies are edible, and to most people, a little stanky, as would be a sausage uh, from the New Zealanders. Did I say that right, Jonesy? Oh my, I think I might have. So anyway, some time went by, and I had forgotten about it, and um. 
some time went by, and, I, and as I said, I had forgotten about it. Because my, my hijinks and hilarity was also mixed with a, a fair dose of uh, inebriation. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was, uh, 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 he was telling me that he had spent the night at this uh, lady's home. And I said, hey, I think I know that lady you're referring to. Didn't she have a party a couple of months back? And he said, yes, uh, I do believe that is the same person. I said, wow, that is hilarious. I used their, their, their facilities once when I was highly inebriated. And I put a box of anchovies in the medicine cabinet. And he said, my goodness, you did. Because I had gone in that medicine cabinet looking for a toothbrush the next day and I didn't know what to think of this young lady who kept anchovies in her medicine cabinet. So I just slowly closed the cabinet and went about my business. Now, Jones, you may say to yourself, angry Florida man, this is a lot of conversation. It's really going nowhere. It has nothing to do with uh, sausages and mailboxes. But I have to say to you, draw the lines, Jonesy. Draw the lines of conspiracy. If this is happening on the other side of the world, maybe the sausage and white bread and, and, and spaghetti sauce is the cardboard box metal container of anchovies on this side of the planet. Are, are, are you following me, Jonesy? I mean, the lines, the, the lines and the strings and the straws, they're all pointing at high stakes hilarity and inebriation. Now this man or woman, it might be a woman. Now if it's a woman, oh boy, I know in the land down under, they get well, it ain't really down under. It's New Zealand. All right, I said it. I said it. I stole your mama's credit. Okay, anyway, uh, sometimes I'll slip into some hip-hop lyrics. But anyway, Jonesy, this is an amazing thing. And uh as you can tell, I'm just rambling on trying to make some time to get to the end of the 56 seconds. It's okay to eat fish because fish don't have any feelings. Now that's the that's one Nirvana song right? that came out in the nineties, dear Jonesy. I I know I know that because I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm from the nineties. You know I was I am a man of a certain age and I know that song and I used to go by those words. But if, but a damn dolphin, a, 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 a big dolphin, you know, big dolphin like a like a whale that that ain't a fish. All right, and I'm, I'm drawing some weird lines here, but man, whales you don't eat them, you don't hunt them, they're endangered. Quote the great Patrice O'Neill. He said, you can't eat animals that have eyebrows because they have feelings. And I do believe whales have eyebrows to some extent. I don't know, man. I just, I'm not trying to be funny here. I just don't, I just, I, I hate whaling. I hate it. I'm angry. Angry, Jonesy. I'm angry. All right, Jonesy, as you know, I have some relatives that live up there in the north. And I, I understand that the only whale you can eat is Fudgy the Whale from Carvel. Now, I've just heard legends about this. It's a giant ice cream cake shaped like a whale. Now, I know this is, this is like, this sounds amazing. You know, it's a soft-serve ice cream. I've seen, I've seen it even on the History Channel. They talk about Tom, Tom, Tom Carville. They talked about him. I've heard him. He's a legend. I lives up there in the Northeast, you know. And I believe that you could go. I bet, I bet, I, I, I believe my cousins that live, live up there, they used to go and get a, a, a Tom Carville, uh, Fudgy the Whale, and they would take it to, to Whalem Park. Now this is like a this is like a real low budget, real low, real low budget uh 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 amusement park. I mean it, it stinks like vomit three towns away. It's uh, in this this town called Noonenburg. Now I know a lot about the Northeast. You may you may think how would you know that living in Florida? Why well, it is people to come down and tell me the legends, Jonesy? Please elaborate. <laughs> 